This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, we now know that normally on Tuesdays and Thursdays we would have Mike Smith here with us, but now you can hear him every morning, 9 to 12, right here on 980 CKNW. So we thought, who can we get to fill those shoes? Well, of course, we turn to our very own Richard Zussman, our global news reporter in Victoria. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm excellent. It is uh, fantastic to be here. It's fantastic hearing Smitty's new show. Yeah. And I'm thrilled that uh, I can do this in what is what an incredible, unprecedented time for British Columbia. And, and you know, you and I have talked lots during the COVID-19 pandemic, but I'm thrilled that, that we can do it a little bit more yeah. often now. Well, we love having you. So thank you very much for doing this for us. Uh, let's talk about what a pivotal and critical week this is. For instance, yeah. tomorrow is a very big day. Yeah, so tomorrow is April 1st, and there's a number of reasons why tomorrow is critical, and that's uh, rent checks are due, yeah. uh, and it's sort of this transition into a new month. And, you know, we've heard all along around from Premier John Horgan that British Columbians will not be evicted, that uh, they have put support in place to help people pay their rent. This is up to $500 to support that, as well as the federal money we've seen in the overall provincial grant that's being given to, to British Columbians who've lost their jobs, but that's not going to help April 1st. And so what the British Columbians have been asked to do is to work together here. So uh, if somebody can't afford their rent, they're supposed to go speak to their landlord and try to figure out a way to move forward here. Uh, and we'll see how that unfolds. You know, we're going to hear tonight, Premier John Horgan is going to be making uh, a primetime address at 6.15 that you can watch on uh, Global News on the News Hour. And it's we have not seen Premier Horgan do one of these before. He's yeah. going to hit exactly the message, Simi, that you mentioned. This is our time. Like if we're going to bend that curve and start seeing case numbers go down, it is over the next week that that will be reflected. The really severe measures came into effect uh, about 10 to 14 days ago in the province, and that's the incubation period for this virus. And if these measures are working, we're going to start seeing those numbers go down. But Premier Horgan will make the point tonight that everybody has to buy in. If not everybody buys into this, then we're going to start to continue to see cases. And then we could see these worst case scenarios in terms of cases continuing to go up and hospitalizations continue to go up and in turn, people continuing to die from this. So it sounds also like he wants uh, like landlords and renters, everybody to understand landlords in particular. I know the message has been like, try to be more flexible if you can. Yeah, that's the big part of this is flexibility and having conversations. And, you know, it's going to be a challenge because landlords have bills as well that they'll have mortgage payments that will be due. And, and Premier Horgan made it very clear the banks need to step up here as well. The banks need to make it clear that there will be some flexibility for people on their mortgages. And so it's all sort of the symbiotic relationship. I spoke to the head of Landlord BC and what he said is, you know, if this isn't done right the whole system could collapse because it's all reliant on each other. People make money, they pay their rent, landlords pay what they owe, the system continues to work. If any of those pieces break down, then the whole system could break down. And, and you know, there's already major issues with rent in yeah. Metro Vancouver. The costs are sky high, the vacancies are incredibly low. So it's important as we uh, start looking at getting out of this crisis that the, the pieces are still in place in order to uh, survive that. And so this is part of 
that process. I still have lots of questions to me about what happens if, you know, tenants say, you know, well, I can't pay this month. And the landlord says, sure, get me on the back end. And then we get out of this crisis and people are still, you know, looking at overmax credit cards, looking at empty bank accounts. Like, how do they pay those landlords back? So I, I do wonder all that. The message has been clear, though. Yeah. Federal and provincial government. Canadians will will not uh, be hurt because of this crisis. They won't be able to avoid that entirely, of course, mm -hmm. but there will be supports and more supports that continue to come to make British Columbians whole through this crisis. Now, a couple government policies that were just enacted that I want to talk about. One, you were tweeting about this last night. It's about kids in government care, like kids, kids who are, might be aging out in the next couple of months, and they've, they've changed the rules on this. What have they done? Yeah, so this has been in the past, and I'm sure the listeners will remember, at times a very controversial issue around the province provides support for uh, children in the provincial system, in the foster care system or in the provincial system, until they uh, age out at 19 years old. And when they age out, they're no longer um, eligible for a lot of the benefits that exist in terms of fostering as well as financial benefits. Well, the province has changed the rules during the pandemic that nobody will be able to age out. So that means that if you turn 19 uh, through this pandemic, you will continue to be able to stay in your foster home, continue to be able to provide uh, receive the supports from the province. Uh, you know, based on the responses that I've seen through social media, this is being applauded as a, as a good change. Some are saying this should remain after the pandemic, uh, but it's one of those things where these are, in many cases, the most vulnerable people mm -hmm. in our society. And uh, the sense was that if they're told, you know, go out now and, and find your own way, uh, that that would be nearly impossible. So I don't think this affects a whole lot of people, Simi, but there will be a number of teenagers who will be greatly benefited by continuing to receive uh, these government services uh, through this pandemic time, even though in the past they would not have been eligible to. Right. So that's that's a good news thing. And of course, a lot of people are also applauding uh, the hospital parking issue as well with Health yeah. Minister Adrian Dick saying, you know, health people who work in healthcare right now shouldn't have to worry about this. This goes in the no-brainer category, and it's yeah. also one of those things, Simi, where, you know, I've done lots of stories in the past about hospital parking. It's one of those issues that comes up every once in a while that, you know, advocates are saying, well, it's ridiculous that I have to pay these huge uh, meter rates at oh, hospitals yeah. to go visit my loved one who's given birth or has just had surgery or is in the emergency room. But now in this pandemic where we have... Uh, more health workers at the hospital. Uh, we were hearing stories over the weekend of them coming out of the hospitals and having parking tickets on their dash. Yeah. And uh, we saw some petitions emerge. We saw a letter from uh, Mayor Brad West. And then very quickly yesterday, uh, in his first opportunity since uh, this came up, uh, Adrian Dix, the health minister, announced, well, we're getting rid of it. And, and, and it's twofold. The, the one, he said, it, it helps reduce... Uh, potential spreading of the virus. Well, sure, people, people touching, touching all the those. buttons. Yeah, exactly. So that was one of the reasons that uh, Adrian Dix gave, and the other one is just that it was inherently unfair that somebody could go in on a shift uh, and end up with a ticket. So parking is now free for everyone at hospitals, 
don't take advantage of it. Well, the- you know, if you live near a hospital, yeah. don't park there uh, so that you don't have to park in front of your house or whatever. This is for the frontline health workers and those that need to access the hospital. So don't take advantage of it, but the province is making uh, the right move here. But I also wonder about this, Richard. How do you take that back when we get back to some semblance <laughs> of normal? As we said, I've gone through this. I had a loved one in the hospital yeah. all through the month of February. I spent a, a, so much ridiculous money on pay parking, and I felt that pain that everybody feels. And so you wonder, once you show people, hey, this is more humane, how do you go back to saying, and now we're going to charge you again? And Simi, I, I, I stay up at night thinking about that larger issue about how do we take back any of these things, right? Yeah. How do we take back the parking? How do we take back aging out at 19? How do we, uh, like there's so many changes that have come. How do we take back the restriction on healthcare, um, care home workers working at multiple care homes? Like there's all these steps that have been put in place by That make sense and that are good. Yeah. And so, but are expensive to yes. the system, right? And so in a time out of this where we're going to need revenues, how do we weigh the balance of the right decisions compared to the ones that bring in money? And so it's going to be, that is going to be the most essential question around, you know, I even think about renewing um, your ICBC insurance over the phone. You know, yeah. that's something we've Easy done a peasy. lot of stories about the shift to online. Now that people are doing it over the phone, maybe people get used to it and, and you don't need to rely on going into the broker. Renewing There's your driver's license too. You can do that right. now the, all, over the phone. Uh, you can order liquor and it's delivered to your house lickety split. <laughs> How are you going to take any of those things back? So all those things cost money and in some cases could save money the system and it's going to be those are going to be the really complicated public policy decisions as we look at how all of these things have worked in a pandemic could they apply to everyday life once we get through it so that's going to be up to premier john horgan and his cabinet to make those decisions but i think the pay parking one you know it's one, one of the things adrian dix mentioned yesterday was it was a negotiated part of some uh, nurses deals that they get the pay parking covered for and you know now they're going to have to put that into their salary, things like that will work its way through the union. But I think you're right that it's one of those things where they'll have to strongly look at all the policies that were put in place and figure out which ones to keep uh, once we get through the pandemic. And considering the government will be really pressed to try to bring in revenues because of how much money is being spent to address the crisis. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Thank you, Richard. Yeah, thanks, Amy. That is our global news reporter, Richard Zussman, over in Victoria, talking about what's going on in B.C. today.